You're listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga Podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2019. I think I said this, I don't know if it was last, it, it, I think it was yesterday during the Game of Thrones, uh, no, sorry, Saturday, gosh, it's been a long weekend, y'all, um, uh, during the Game of Thrones final season panel, like, if somebody had told me that I was going to cry about Theon dying <laughs> years ago, I would have been like, come on, so, yeah, they, they, I'm jumping in on this a little bit late, I apologize, blame the Hilton elevators, <laughs> and 18 flights of stairs, um, but yeah, no, no, that was one of the, Theon's whole story in the show. To be fair, I, I wasn't a fan of like them showing, like actually physically showing his torture. But if we, if we can just kind of brush that aside as just one of those Game of Thrones mistakes, um, as, as a whole, they did a really good job portraying his, his arc. Yeah, and it shows what you can do when you spend time to invest in the characters. And you need time for that. But they, they allocated it to certain characters, and they didn't allocate it to other characters. Yeah. Does anybody have any? Okay, on Theon. I just wanted to add, I felt like in the show they did a good job of, um, of uh, having, John kind of gave him permission to be himself, because he told him, you are a great joy and a star. Yep. You kind of saw him, like, oh, I, you know, you kind of saw him own it at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but for those who couldn't hear, John essentially helps acknowledge, acknowledges his dual identity. He can be a great joy and he can be a Stark. And you know the funny I mean, thing. I, very true. The funny thing about that too, that just through the entire series of the books and the show, is that they they hold. You know, they, the Starks have Theon as their ward or hostage, as sort of a guarantee of the behavior of the Iron Islands. But the thing is, the Starks and their world is part really of the of of the Westeros culture, which is different from the Iron Islands. It's, it's, it's distinctively different. And so the funny thing about that is that, that the Starks and, and others actually thought holding Theon would give them any leverage at all over that. The Iron Islands couldn't care less. They're like, I'll make another one. You know, they don't care. So, yeah. It's a different culture. I have to say though, it seemed like between season six and season eight, he was in a holding pattern. And I wondered why he was still sticking around. I mean, after he saved Sansa, and then he's like with his sister for like two years doing, like being extremely submissive, and then I feel sorry for him. And then he's still the ultimate coward when he fails to jump in after his sister. And I'm like, are we, I thought he was on his redemption path, and now he's taking a detour, and I feel contempt for him again. And then he's just sticking around Yara's side when she goes to Daenerys. I'm like, why is this character still here? And I felt his arc had already completed, but then I know now that they were just keeping him around to save for the final Winterfell battle. But in between, I was like, this is nothing. He just wasn't quite ready yet. I just wanted to respond to that. Um, That's human. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, human in, sure. in like ever <laughs> has been where they are down and then they are on upswing and there is never a fall. Like success and failure is always up, fail, up, fail, up, fail, up, fail. And that's where his his arc was so beautiful because they were showing that he wasn't on the upswing the entire time. He still is failing. He still is broken. He still is trying. 
Um, we were actually talking yeah. about that. Yeah. In he's the, probably, of everybody, he's probably got the worst PTSD. I mean, yeah. you know, of everybody, you know. We were talking about, that. I did a panel yesterday so like that, that was like apocalypse <laughs> I mean, psych. Yeah. And, and uh, th- like we were talking about the, the fact that like everybody relapses when it comes to like mental health and everything. And, and like, so he's, he, it's, it's impossible to just be on an upswing and just constantly just constantly always be that better person for the rest of your life like i i just don't think that that is it's not human for that to happen all right so the moment on the ship when uh young girls how holding her i always thought that maybe he's doing a mental calculation if i charge at it he can kill her and kill me if i make a tactical retreat i can come back at that day and get her out whether he was thinking that or not it effectively was true Mm-hmm. It worked out that way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah live, live to fight another day because you are losing the ship. Right. Like, uh, he was definitely going to die if he right. jumped in. For sure, yeah. for sure. And, and, and another note, um, just as far as, as the couple seasons where it seems like he just didn't really make much in the way of advancement, at this point the, the people who have had control of his life are these authoritarian figures, uh, his father and then Ramsey and Roos, uh, and then, it, even to a certain degree, Yara, um, who yeah. had been written very uh, caring a lot about her brother, but still being a, a, a kind of an older sister from hell at times. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's not until he he kind of gets away from that and has reassurances from John, reassurances from Sansa um, of his own worth and his own value that he starts coming out of. I mean, as far as Ramsay goes, just this this very. De- Demure, head down, just try and stay alive mentality, and I think that's when he, he becomes the person who puts on, back on the gray joy armor and says, "No, no, I, I want to fight for Winterfell." All right. Well, let's uh, let's take the barometer. Um, show of hands, guys, who think that uh, his arc nailed it in the show. All right, all right, good number. Okay, and the dissenters. No. Okay. Wow. We got unanimous consent. Good job. Let's get let's get more divisive. I think you mentioned something, Alan. Uh, that might be a little bit more divisive. No, I'm just saying that compared. To, we, we, we'll the, get to Jamie. The two that we were, <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to. Jamie. We'll get to Jamie. The comparison we were making were with the big two. Yeah. Let's that, let's go to those. Let's two. go ahead. And I mean, let's yeah. do it. Let's, Snow and Daenerys. Snow and Daenerys. Yeah. Um, let's start with the pretty crow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I, I think, I think Jon Snow, like he's kind of one note, so it was hard for them to not nail that from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I think it's because it, it's it's hard to imagine that they didn't have enough screen time, or I mean, we'll stick to the shows because the shows are finished. Let's do that right now. It's hard to imagine that they didn't have enough screen time. They had eight years to Nine. show us enough. Mm-hmm. Nine. Yeah. Well, and and. Think about how, if they could go back, because it just shows how it was put together where, you know, it, I think nothing more magnifies and illustrates the situation of having books for part of it and not for the other than their character arcs, right? Yeah. Because as long as you have books, you get every tiny little detail. We have sympathy for both of them in different ways because we're, we're getting to know them like we're living in the same room with them for years. And then at the end, and we're done. And so... It, it just, it, you go off that cliff of, I know everything about them and I'm sympathetic for them to, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they did yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Theon didn't suffer from that, it seems like. It seemed like Theon's art got crammed in before it fell off that cliff. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, one of the main characters 
in this epic uh, eight season show was resurrected from the dead and it didn't really matter or change anything. Um, what, one of the main characters in this show it's, it finds out that he's the true king of the seven kingdoms and that his whole life has been a lie. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and there's, there's not the, a payoff that we've been waiting for and instead we have Kit Harrington collecting an enormous paycheck to be a glorified extra and say, she is my queen, I don't want it, I never did. Uh, for yeah. six episodes, I never did. It's just... It, it, uh, you're right. The very end stroke and, and of him there, going out the wall, yes, that's a neat shot, but it wasn't earned. And there is something to be said in, in a book to put in some red herrings, some some trails that lead to nowhere. I think in the other panels we've all talked about this. He germinates, he you know waters a lot of seeds and lets some grow and others don't grow as far. That's fine. That's Martin's style. But like you said, when these stack up and you have so many things that he has that just end up doing nothing, you know, even the cool sword, what are you doing with that, bro? Hard home. That was it. If he hadn't been a Targaryen, if he hadn't been who he was, he still would have been Danny's boyfriend and the one that could get next to her to stab her. Yeah, yeah. which could be change anything. Could be Dario, Euron, whatever. Yeah. yeah, didn't need to be one of the only characters we ever see ride a dragon or kill a White Walker. He, he, they give him all of this, and then it's a well. Yeah, the, the only thing he, that got, maybe, he, he got Daenerys unawares, and that was it. The only thing that maybe it did was keep the dragon from killing him after he killed her. And yeah, pissed off everybody when he neglected Ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I'm failing it right there. Like you don't, you don't leave your dog forever because he didn't know he was going back. You don't leave your dog forever and not say goodbye to your dog. I can't even leave my dogs for five days without saying they goodbye. They had to literally retcon that scene. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just making a correction. Well, she, she knows. Oh, I know. She I knows. Know. She knows. What did you guys think about Jon Snow not fighting the Night King? Uh, I think that like he should have at least been engaged with middle management. You know, because, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's actually really disappointing that they showed this essentially what looks like the Council of Thirteen um, in that first shot where the the. Um, the Willie Nelson White Walker gets Craster's baby and takes it to the land of always winter and takes it to this dark cathedral and there are 13 like leather armored uh, White Walkers there who are the, like clearly the ones in charge and the Night King is in the center and he walks forward and gets them and they even keep track of that number. John kills one of those uh, upper management White Walkers yeah. at Hardhome and whoops, that's the last time we're gonna see a fight with, a, with one of a, the White Walkers. Because then we see the other 11 walking in this dramatic slow-mo shot into Winterfell as the Night King flies into it. The 12 of them assemble... No, it doesn't matter. He's gone. You got him. It's the self-destruct button for the entire White Walker army. But they subverted expectations, and that's oh what God. matters, They right? did subvert the expectations, they expectations. expectations. Because they get all these characters who we want to see fight the White Walkers, and they all have Valyrian steel blades, and it, none of them fight White Walkers. Like just let let John and Brienne and Jorah fight some of them. No, and instead Jamie we got Resident Arya. You know, I mean, yeah. it was really. <laughs> <laughs> what the build up was, especially at Harho when they're looking at each other, and what we get in the end is the Night King is a coward. He didn't want to fight John. Yeah, I I, did, I didn't mind Arya getting the kill shot, but John had nothing to do. Yeah. He he flew around and and put Daenerys at risk because he didn't know how to. He wasn't as, as experienced riding the dragon and was essentially just a liability. 
They had that whole like, uh, what is the, that 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 show that in on South Park? I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your friend, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noted on the, on the last panel we talked about this that that um, the thing that I mean, I love Arya, and I love that she did get to do the awesome killing of the Night King it, 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 within that box. Awesome. I didn't like finding out immediately afterward that they essentially flipped a coin to decide who got to kill him. Because you, you spend years building up to something, you'd like to think it means something. And then they just kind of go, oh, let's let Ari do it. Well, they kind of yeah. forgot about all that story that they uh, wrote. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Let's get the question Ari in the back row there. Right, it's not a question, it's just another question oh, about the Night King and the fact that we never really got to see him fight anybody. Right. They actually recast him. And that it was like one of the head stunt coordinators. He, he's the one. He's, he did the Arthur Dane fight scene as yeah. Arthur Dane. He was yeah. the stunt double. He's a, he's a stunt coordinator. Uh, he, I, I don't remember his name. It is, uh, but 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 he's he's an incredible stunt fighter. He's worked in TV for over a decade. He trains other stunt coordinators to go work on other projects. projects. And yeah, then they bring him in, and he literally. I don't think he pulls yeah, out his sword, right. other right. than to kill Theon. Uh, uh, the, he, no, he he kills Theon. He just snaps the spear. And right, right. That's the only he time killed he, kills the, he killed a man stuck in a tree with his sword. I think that was the only time he pulls out the sword. Yeah. He did a stunt fog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what about the prophecy? <laughs> what prophecy? <laughs> which, which prophecy? <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, yeah, the, the prophecy. I think like Martin himself, you know, has always kind of said like the the prophecies are. They're, they're like a storytelling device, but they don't necessarily have to like come to anything. Like prophecies only come true because the characters kind of force them to come true. Cersei is a good example of that. But um, <laughs> regardless of regardless of whether or not pro the prophecy was supposed to be important at one point or not, uh, the fact that like like I don't know who said it that that, that they just flipped a coin and and chose Arya, um, you know, and that's just kind of indicative of the just carelessness of this season well, as a whole, if you ask me. Yeah, and to an extent, you know, you'll have you'll have people and the thing about prophecies, you can read it back into somebody, you so you can say, Okay, well, there's these elements that led up and this is why she fits those criteria with prophecy. Yeah, we did that yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they could have almost done anything. I mean, being that yeah. they didn't have the end of the books, being that you said like there was this cliff, they could have literally created any scenario with him. It just seemed like they didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted sexy. They, they, yeah. they got to the end. Um, yeah. They had a setup to have this amazing battle at Winterfell. About 60% of it was, and then the other 40% felt like they got the Star Wars job and said, okay, well, let's get this over with. Yep. Front and then second row. <laughs> yeah, first. That's a fair point. Yeah, you can see it. Go ahead first, yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, of course. Militarily speaking, that battle's dumb. Yeah. You, should, you shouldn't have heavy ballista outside of your walls. No. <laughs> you should hold everything in reserve. Of course, the trench should have been exceptionally wide. Oh, well, and, and, and you're going to send your light unarmored cavalry yes. out yeah. first. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes I mean, zero sense. Militarily, yeah. how can. Uh, 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 I mean, John isn't on a winning record here. Well, like. And, and, and I'll, <laughs> I, I, I will give the benefit of the doubt on the cavalry charge. Um, we do not actually see anyone tell them to charge. Jorah is nowhere near the front when they charge, and the the first shot we see of the Dothraki moving after the Arcs are lit up, it's it's a mess. It's, it's, it's a mess. It's not like the they advanced as one. You see a group go here, a group go here, a group go here. Let's be honest, they're not all that disciplined. They're 
they're holding their arcs and all of a sudden Magic Lady sets this on fire. They are very, very hyped. I think they just went. You won't even need the regular... Yeah. We have one up here. My question is more of a, of a concern. From what I understood, he was... R.R. Martin was writing while they were screening. And do you feel that a lot of these... Final, you know, finalizations is because he was writing to get it done, and they were trying to get it done, and so like the writers were also intervening, you know. Whereas before that, he had so many characters already planned, and then when it became so popular, they kept rushing him to to finish this, get it done, get it done, get it done. So it kind of, I felt kind of like it was just kind of. Okay, we need to get him done. We need to get this one done. We need to. So it kind of like he. I think he lost his thought process, kind of like you know, because he wasn't as like if it would have taken him two years before they came out with the last one, it might have been better. I felt they just like rushed through to get it done because they needed to because of the timing and the cost. I mean, that's the way I took it. That's. Certainly, I certainly I can say rushing to get it done. Absolutely, I think that the one the one thing that differs is, and I think it wouldn't have made much of a difference at the end because they'd already committed to those paths. I think they started deviating. You know, you started making that right turn, then all of a sudden you're on the highway to hell. You know, yeah. it's and and that was like season four, season five. Yeah. So if they really wanted to, you know, if he had finished more before then, then maybe it would have stayed closer to the road. Yeah. But. This is a whole different direction. And, and I think one issue here is it, not just that they felt rushed at the end, but when they signed up for this, the, the scope just out, outpaced them. Um, the oh, first yeah. Game of Thrones season is is pretty loyal to the books. Yep. Mm -hmm. At that point, you have something like 120 um, featured characters, not main characters, but featured by book five, it's somewhere around 600 or 650. And, and even cutting out, and you can tell they were not sure how much they were going to be able to get in. They introduce in season two, Quaith, um, the Shadowbinder, mm -hmm. who uh, helps da uh, Daenerys in Karth. And her significance in the book is reappearing later and warning Daenerys with these vague references to uh, seven characters, six of which end up not appearing in the show. So if they knew that ahead of time, I don't think they would have put Quaith in. They, I think they were planning to do to try and get as much as they could, and at some point they just looked at it and said, we, uh, yeah. we, have, to, we have to streamline. So you have things like Gendry and Edric Storm. Those are two separate characters. Edric Storm's the one who, Melisand who has uh, Robert's ba uh, blood, and Melisandre wants to sacrifice and leeches. And they combined the characters. They said, Look, we, we, don't ha we can't get into all this Edric Storm stuff. Just use the character we have. Have Melisandre go to the Riverlands and pick him up, which was odd. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but they had to make all these streamlining decisions. And it was, it was working as a kind of jerry-rig for a while. And then I think around season six or seven, uh, the seams were, got worse and worse. It's like when Let's, you use hem tape and not actually sewing <laughs> to finish your costume. I, you know, when the, when the show was picked up, my first thought was, yay, it's going to be a TV show. My second thought was, oh, it's going to be on HBO. It, it has a much better chance of being a good TV show I want to see. And my third thought was, you know, the series isn't done yet. <laughs> and he's slow. I've been reading these books a while. And I kept thinking, you know, as much as I love it, 
there are series of books that are done that have never been made into TV shows, and you're picking one. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I wouldn't be here. Yep. But it's not done, and this is a this is a potential problem. So they knew from you know they knew what they were getting into from the very jump. They knew. And, and as a side note, it's become a sort of cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. A lot of these other fantasy series that have been optioned by streaming services or networks. The, um, Scott Lynch's The Gentleman Bastard series, The Lies of Lachlan Lamora, has been optioned several times, and they're sitting back and waiting at this point, I think, for it to be finished. Um, the Kingkiller Chronicles uh, by Patrick Rothfuss has, was optioned, I think, by uh, Showtime, thank you. And they're doing it as a, sort of, as a prequel, essentially, because yep. the, the, the third book hasn't come out. Um, the, it isn't high fantasy, but the Red Rising series um, has been optioned once as a movie, once as a TV series. Those books aren't finished. As far as I can tell, it's just sitting there waiting because I think a lot of networks are gun-shy after seeing what happened with the end of uh, Game of Thrones the last couple seasons. Yeah. At least the Expanse guys seem to have their... Butts oh, they have it together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of a few, one of a few. And I want to take... Are there any of the questions about John? I want to take the poll real quick. Another instance of streamlining was them combining John and Aegon. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Aegon the sixth slash Fagan is probably the biggest omission, uh, development wise, in the books because it gives, it gives Dorne nothing to do. It cuts off a lot of character significance in going to the east and King's Landing. I'm sure that battle is going to go very different in the books with Aegon's inclusion. Well, and also it takes out that it takes out that step of like the extra. Okay, this is a this is a better reason as to why Danny went mad. Right. Yes, absolutely. Back right. As a comics fan, I absolutely loved Arya's uh, Stark's art because she lost everything. Her back was to the wall. She, it's been said before, but she really was the Batman of Westeros. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She traveled to the dangerous unknown exotic east to be tutored in the in the, uh, in the arts of uh, assassination and subterfuge. She came back. She you know she was always had a, a rap and gadgets at, at her disposal. Beginning with needle, you know, one of the most enduring scenes is when John gives her needle in the beginning, mm-hmm. and you, you see that that element of the art fulfilled when she uh, commissions Gendry to make the uh, essentially the dragon glass batarang. Batarang is the night king at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 sorry, go ahead. And um, it, much like you know, they say Frank Miller's Batman, she loses a little bit of humanity in the process. And there's a great scene with her and Sansa discussing their childhood ambition. Sansa wanted to be a princess. Sansa Griffin be a queen, but you know, at a very, very uh, heavy human cost. And Arya did become a knight, which became something much, much greater, a much greater warrior. And at the very end, it's sort of a bleak uh, reference, it's uh, homage to sort of the range. She sailed to the other west to sort herself out. So I, I really enjoyed that as a comics fan. That's good. Yeah. So everybody, let's do this to the poll on John. Uh, who thought they nailed it with John? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, it depends, it depends, it depends. Yeah, you're in or out, you're in or out, Tara. All right. And who? I think they nailed it, because like I said, he's a one-note character. There really wasn't much they had to do. Okay, yeah, you have your argument. Okay, and now who thinks that Tara's ridiculous and they absolutely failed it with John? <laughs> I like being the anti-hero here, okay? The gritty anti-hero, He Tyrion. didn't pet the goodest boy. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true. Let's, uh... Let's go to the Dragon Queen. Let's take. Let's knock at the targs. Yeah, Danny. I think this Danny is divisive, right? That, I mean, that's the thing. Again, is she got? It's like she had her own TV show separate from the others. Yep. For 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 eight for well six or 
how many ever years up until she gets on the boat? Right. Right. When she gets on the boat, she becomes part of the actual show. She had a spinoff show, and yet through all those years of her having her basically her own show separate from everybody else, by the time she gets to the point that she needs needs to make that wrestler heel turn, it still seems to come out of nowhere. It doesn't yep. feel completely earned. And I know you can go back and say, well, there was this. Somebody said the other day, right, that it's like in the previous you know, Game of Thrones, they said, here's all the times that you should have picked up on that she was a little grouchy, so maybe this is why she turns Dark <laughs> right. Queen at the end, you know. It's right. not just her wardrobe that suddenly she goes to the, to the black outfit, right. you know, so. Because she killed a couple people sometimes when it was, I don't know, sort or, of justified. Or she frowned at Sansa, so ooh. Danny's outfits were like, they, they were the crypts of her storyline, yeah. where they're just shoving it in our face like, she's blue, she's blue, she's good, she's good. Oh wait, she's black now. Yep. She's back. As, yeah. as you lovely had him yesterday, right? That awesome outfit. That's right. Yeah, it's a good outfit. Back. One thing that I noticed about Danny was she did say that she was going to burn King's Landing through, through, throughout seasons three, four, and five. And then in season season eight, with, with, stand, with Cersei doing what she did, she just finally snapped. Yeah, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of it was the timing of it. Um, it, it, when, you've, when she's already won, when she's talking about burning King's Landing I think she means conquering King's Landing with dragons um, but she conquered King's Landing with, with dragons and an army and then burned it and, yeah. and there wasn't the, the bell ringing and her staring at the red keep and then just saying no, now we burn it. The, it it didn't ring true, and not to even me. and not even burning. You know, it's like if she flew over and just burnt the red keep, I wouldn't have an issue because exactly. that's where Cersei is. But she just starts it, raining the city blocks, methodical yeah. plotting your own soldiers, ha- like an hour of it, yeah. block by block yeah. by block, and and and, and uh, they really if 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 they only know the, the broad strokes that they're trying to write to uh, write backwards to get to. You can. There's a, so many better ways you can justify her snapping. Have Rhaegal die an episode later when they're taking King's Landing. Have a scorpion get him then. That can be the thing that sets her off. Have Missandei have Missandei held hostage at the Red Keep by Cersei, trying to keep her from have, trying to keep Daenerys from taking the city, and have Missandei die then. This it, it, it's the Rhaegal dies and Missandei dies and Jorah has died, and then she sits there. And she's thinking about it, and she agrees with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the bells ring, I'll, it, we know that we won. We'll do this, and then we'll take the city with minimal bloodshed. And then she just doesn't do it. Anyway. There, there, there wasn't. It didn't feel like there, there was a big enough catharsis for her to pick that moment to to decide to take out half a million people. And because it was so methodical, it took away the idea that it was a spur of the moment thing, right? right Maybe right. she could have burned the first block and then gone, "Oh, what am I doing?" This is my city now. But, but she spent half she an hour. Just premeditated. Yeah, you could prove it. Yeah. Half an hour of our time. Are you, you could bring a bulldozer and yeah. do all that, and you don't there, have to kill people. There's one second row, and then we'll go to the first. So. Um, well, I had a huge problem in general with the writing because I don't really feel like all this like tiny moments and foreshadowing oh, is one, the same two, thing three. as character development. No. Exactly. It's really not. There's so much missing, and it's tiny things. And when you look back, it's just not enough. Um, but also I had a problem with a lot of people trying to justify her turn to 
you know, the bad by all of these things like executing the Tarleys, um, because there are so many characters that do things that are just as bad or worse, and they're still the good guys. John executes people, and it's never a problem. People don't bring it up with John. They were literally prisoners of war, and she gave them the chance to kneel, and she had to do that. Yeah. Just the same way as John executing the like Night uh, Watch people that stabbed him. Right. Yeah. It's just not a fair comparison, and I do think it has something to do with the fact that she's a woman. Just yeah. Saying. Oh no. Stannis Baratheon in the show burns his uh, uncle-in-law yeah. so that as like a blessing for him to leave uh, Dragonstone. It, I mean, if you're going to, that's not even, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, People but, didn't think Stannis was evil until he killed his daughter. Yeah, that, that yeah. was that was the thing. It's like, oh, his daughter. He he was he was killing his uncle-in-law before that. Daenerys killed prisoners of war who were saying, no, if you keep us, we're going to foment. Yeah. Okay. First. Uh, yeah. There you go. So I mean, does anybody else think that like they? they did this to themselves by purposely for some random reason limiting themselves on episodes because like they could have yeah. totally yes. developed yeah. this in the last two seasons making exactly. it instead of just a few episodes multiple episodes and developed her art because really what my husband said while ago the only place for her to go was evil like you could say oh it's going to be a happy jo jo jolly everything that she's that nothing's going to go wrong but that doesn't really make a good story it's the good story of someone becoming being great thinking they're great and then becoming evil like trying not to be their father and then becoming <coughs> it that makes sense you just need it in more than two episodes yeah and she, yeah. she had the self-interest there right i mean this mm -hmm. i mean that's where that's where the turn was she had the self-interest to overpower all those good moral things she had learned you know but yeah. But we needed to yeah. see it, and HBO had offered uh, the showrunners as many they seasons as they needed. They wanted it to go more. Uh, at yeah. the very least, yeah. when they were talking about doing uh, eight seasons, they weren't envisioning the last two seasons being 13 episodes. They were thinking they'd still get 20 out of uh, the showrunners at that point. Okay, let's try to move this. I know yeah. there's one there and then one there. Yeah, so go ahead at the end. She, she pretty much said what I was going to okay. say, but yeah. Boom. Okay, well, um, as far as Danny is concerned, for me, like, I, and I get what you're saying, like, they, that was the inevitable end. I'm one of those unfortunate people that I tend to figure out the end of a story before the end of the story. Um, so it did not surprise me that she went evil, um, because I thought that that was the expected ending at that point. Um, my issue with it and was that she was so good. It just did not make sense she saved all these people she wanted to be loved and i guess that's my comment i guess but she also to be to be fair the whole show i mean has been it, it, it she has shoved it in everybody's face like she is Daenerys Targaryen yep. she is the ruler she she there's really like no reason for her to to believe like she doesn't actually deserve this she 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 knows nothing she knows nothing until until it's kind of like <laughs> exactly and until it's until she's kind of shoved into that you know into these positions of power but like even then like she she's really you know she she's learning as she goes but she's still she just that that well, the exceptionalism and it's been and it's been sort of validated right because I mean she has dragons she's fireproof she's the last Targaryen yes. I mean these are facts these aren't like well and it, this was the idea that her brother had with no dragons he yeah. was the yeah. blood of dragons he was the king yep. she kind of adopted his point of view because that's all she knew 
So let's come, let's when, come here, and then we'll go well, back. Over when, there. when Anakin Skywalker's heel turn plot line works out better than yours, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Go ahead. Second one. The whole situation now. I not watched Game of Thrones, I'm only here because they like it. <laughs> what annoys me about it is that, you know, just because a woman gains power, she turns evil. Mm -hmm. That's a good yeah, right, right. yeah. That's, That's why I never watched the series. Okay? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one in the back, and then we're going to loop back around. Oh, yeah. Back corner. But Sansa didn't turn evil, by the way. That's no, 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 no. Be fair. Right. Sansa. She just turned sassy. That's all we have. Back corner. She's a narcissist And I, and I think you got to understand, I mean, generally the nobles in Westeros have a level of narcissism that's higher than the average. And, and perhaps you need, and perhaps there's an argument to be made that you need that to rule in, in Westeros with all these competing, you know, interests. And power corrupts. Right. Yeah. But clearly what you're saying is she exceeded whatever the baseline is. It's like, you know, if, if random, you know, Lord is here, she's over here. Yeah, I mean, to me, it wasn't out of the order. I, I, yeah. It wasn't like, oh my God, where did this come from? I, I kind of understood. Right, right. Give me a new Okay, I'm trying to get to, okay, Jim, who's got it? In the front row? Yeah. Okay, front row. I need to No, I want to make sure. I would have been okay with the, the, the way her arc went. I do think that, what I would have liked to have seen was a little more antagonistic relationship between her and John. Mm -hmm. I felt that after she, she, did everything that she did and she burned everything, I would have liked to have seen him be like, well, you're not really the heir to the throne. Anyway. <coughs> and for there to be Kill a little card. more, you know, and then maybe she thinks she's gonna turn a dragon on him, but he doesn't get burned. You know what I mean? I, I, was, I felt like if there was a little more, it just went from her snapping to her dying. Yep. Just like that, and, and we already talked about his art, but I, yeah. I feel like there should have been, if there had been a little more of that after the fact, that's what I was looking for. I was like, oh shit, it's about to go down between the two. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the, 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 the time, the, the passage of time in the show is very unclear, uh, yes. pretty much from day one, let's be real. Um, but like, just the the his constant like you know I love you I love you you're my queen it's like dude you've known her for like a day Thank you. Yeah. stranger danger baby I, I, don't, I don't know that I needed to be hit over the head at the end with her having the Lenny Riefenstahl triumph of the will <laughs> Nuremberg rally you know it looked like it looked like Darth Vader shuttle yeah. 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 it, it, it was unsubtle yeah no yeah and the, and, the black and wings yeah uh, Grey Worm is suddenly you know like a member of the Sith or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the show has never done subtle very well. No, not at all. The crypts, okay. the crypts, the crypts. Okay. Very, yeah, exactly. Very back right corner. Yes, him. Uh, so oh, no, I'm sorry, behind you. Um, I think we all kind of um, run into issues because just because you do something that's 
good doesn't mean you're a good person. I would yes. argue that Danny was never actually a benevolent good character. She just did things that were good, and I think that kind of fits in with George R. R. Martin's causing us to question our morality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To me, I saw the turn as I didn't necessarily see it coming, but I understood it once it happened. I was like, okay, this totally makes sense because she does like killing them twice, masters at Marine, ignore the council and that stuff like that. Right. Um, but I think we need to, I think it makes a lot more sense if we don't assume that she was a good person to start off with. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that, like, that that's, I think that's kind of the, the, I do, I'm sure that there are people who are fans of Daenerys who just are angry about her turning out to not be a good character, like a, like a. Because they named their kid Daenerys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Well, they're child Khaleesi, yeah. 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 They don't even name them Daenerys, they name, they name them Khaleesi, which yeah. is a rank. <laughs> but that said. But it does sound pretty. Yeah. <laughs> that, that said, like, like, I, I, I do think that. It, it comes back to the the whole like yes listen like she wasn't ever meant to be good she wasn't ever meant to win the throne and and sit as some sort of you know benevolent you know basically almost god breaking the wheel but exactly but uh they just it, it, it doesn't de- detract from the fact that they got her there so badly yeah. you know they, they just they they did not spend the time, because, and particularly because this last season was so rushed, to you know develop it from the little hints that we get in the earlier seasons to full blown maniacal Daenerys. I'll take like uh, like two two or three more questions, and then we're gonna skip to Jamie because we are yeah. running a little low. I think the front was waiting for a little while. Look, the simple problem was that she took advice from Tyrion, which was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, if you really think about it, once you land with all your forces, you have your little <coughs> birds tell you that Cersei is a direct keep, you have three full-grown dragons, you go there, you blow it apart, mm-hmm. you land with your dragon set, I'm your queen. And who's going to say no? Yeah. Yeah. But Tyrion That's was true. dumbed down. Uh, back right at the end. Yes, go ahead. No. Okay. For so, real this time. Uh, <laughs> something that I wasn't uh, to flash back at these seasons when they consolidated the fake Arya storyline and just had Sansa marry off to Ramsay. Uh, Obviously it was a very controversial thing, a very controversial episode where they had their wedding ceremony. Uh-huh. Uh, you could call it that. But um, I think one of the things that really kind of bothered me in the last season is it's sort of implied when uh, she's talking to the Hound after the battle that like, because she was done all that, it somehow made her stronger through her assault, and I think that's just a really kind of like a messed up thing for them to ever Rape as a plot device is never good. That's it, period. End of story. Second row towards the end there. I should just yeah. not say anything there. I understood what they meant. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously, one of the like the last sort of like snapping points for Daenerys was the dying of Missandei, but the thing was that I didn't really understand how they kind of found me someday in the first place like they just she just got kind of tossed off the boat and then they were like oh that must be Daenerys' handmaiden but I don't think they ever met up before that that whole scene is ridiculous. Yeah. The, uh, there are, he says, Grey Worm tells her to get to the skiff like they have escape hatches. We've seen these ships from the side. They don't. Um, the boat is somehow exploded by a Gatling gun of Scorpion. Um, he, like he's just able to destroy an entire fleet of ships. Everyone makes it to this island except her. Like, just, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Red Priestess? <laughs> think Daenerys has turned to Matt is going to go down in the books like do you think it's going to be very different or is it going to be yes it's going to be way more protracted you may be more protracted you also have Fagon in there 
So, you know, when you have a whole arc where she's got to contend with this inter-Targaryen battle, whether you think he's real or fake or a Blackfire or whatever, you know, where she's got to deal with that from one person, when it comes up with Jon, you know, from, you know, the same perspective of somebody who's close to her, linked to her, it's like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing with this shit again, you know, and flip, you know, a little bit more broadly. Um, yes, go ahead. Um, so I think the the answer to meta answer to all this might be Benioff and Weiss have explicitly stated in all their after episode interviews that oh well you know we knew what the fans were expecting and so we just definitely want to do the opposite of that and and that because of the spoiler culture I mean they were obviously reading Reddit they were letting the fan theories get to them. Whereas if you're, if you're creating a show, you should not necessarily be listening to the fans. You should be doing your own thing. So because I think they may have fans that may have figured it out already, you know, how it's going to end or whatever, they're like, okay, so we're not going to do that. We're going to do this other thing that we have no setup for, we have no payoff for, and that's why so many of these character storylines turned out so wonky. It's because they, oh, because, you know, we just want to surprise the fans. I mean, I absolutely believe that Daenerys is going to go mad in the books, you know. So again, and I think that was one of those broad stroke things that George told them. Um, but yeah, they, 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 it's it's just I, for me. I just think it was mostly like a timing issue. But like John, John's Speaking of timing stuff issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Arya not using her face swapping for anything important oh, yeah. that happened in Westeros. Yeah. I mean, these things these things should have had a, a payoff at the end, and they just didn't. Well, George is not going to have to cram the end of the story into a novella. Like they did the TV, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And, and it, it'll be a it'll be a thick book. So, all right, let's do the vote. Um, Danny, who liked her arc in the show? How okay. Oh, we have a couple. Been? We have a couple. That's good. Okay. And everybody who dissents and disagrees, burn it with Dragonfire. <laughs> okay, that's pretty strong. All right. Um, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, let's let's just let's do it. <laughs> Wow, do we even need to do we even need to speak about this? Uh, I, I, I take the snap poll. Move for quorum. I uh, uh, vote. I literally like I, I suggested this specific subject, this panel subject, uh, to Jen, the track director, because I wanted to talk about Jamie. So yeah, we're talking about Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to change anybody, but we still need to exactly. about no, it. Exactly. No. No. Exactly. I, I, I think they got everything pretty right, and they timed it pretty well, so we had enough time for everything he did to make sense. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need to see your tax returns <laughs> and how much HBO is paying you right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean. Oh, to be I, fair, I'm also he kidding. is. That is not my belief. He <laughs> is a. He is a. Uh, what, what? What was the? The I. I always like harken back to this season two interview. I can't remember the exact quote, but one of the show creators said that he's like a. He's a. He's a like horrible person. Like a murderer. He loves killing. Oh yeah, remember when he killed his cousin for no reason? He yeah. didn't even need to do it. He could have yeah. said, "Hey, can you fake this for a second? Then he could escape with his cousin, but then he wouldn't get to murder his cousin. He loves murder. Loves murder. Murder. <laughs> murder. Kinslay. Bring him a young boy at a tower to right. murder. He needs more. <laughs> What, and what's what's sad is that like they 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 in the in the books his character arc it's so it's written so clearly it's nuanced it really too is. it's nuanced it is it is but I mean it's it's like I mean shoot like you hate Jamie for the first two books you're like God this yep. guy he's just 
uh, he's all golden and beautiful and like every, you know he's he's the he's the kingslayer and he's so good at everything he does but he's like sleeping with us yeah but like then you get to storm of swords and you get to see inside his head and you just you see that there's so much there's so much depth like like I think just just period Jamie Jamie and Brienne actually both are are two of the characters that Martin I think just does such a beautiful beautiful job writing like the, their thoughts and and their their personalities and everything about them and instead like of getting what we could have gotten in the show because my god it's like right there on the page y'all it's it would be so easy for them to just follow those steps you know maybe the, the the end the end you know of his life the 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 end of his story would have still been yeah like we just saw with Daenerys but uh i i just think that they 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 just hated him they hated him from the beginning they i i'm pretty sure actually one of the whoever did that interview might have been the same creator who said they like don't like Jamie and it's like Okay, you don't like this character, but that doesn't mean that you have to just eviscerate the story, their story that Martin has given us, and they did it anyway. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Second row. Are they 12? Yes. That's Star Wars is There was a moment when I was reading the books that you just referenced there where I'm going, and I go, Man, Jamie's pretty cool. What yeah. the hell did I just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He does it. And then Martin. he became, and then that's one of the reasons why you know I got so deep in it because I just loved his character and the complexity of it, yeah. and how Martin is able to write. Someone mentioned that morally gray characters that you can identify with aspects of their personality. Um, Jamie is my absolute favorite character, and this doesn't change it because I don't believe this is you know accurate. But um, I felt like they almost got it. You know, they almost did. They, they had a lot of pitfalls maybe in right after the books went off the rails, and they left out a lot of nuance in the earlier seasons. But then at the end, they really almost got him there. Like, episode two was, like, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the nighting scene. Yeah. He really felt like, okay, maybe they decided to go for it after all and really land this. But obviously they, they went off the rails. Yeah. But the biggest problem I had, other than the obvious Cersei shit, whatever, excuse me, um, that was terrible, but the biggest problem I had was the scene with Tyrion. While uh, it was yes. beautiful, he said he never really cared about saving those people's lives, and that was the absolute most egregious thing that they did to his character, yes. because yes. the only thing, like, that was his his heart. He, he gave up everything to save King's Landing. He gave up his reputation, his future, everything for that. D&D &D so kind of forgot him. that Jamie had a heroic arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even underlying like all of the things he did after that that were still horrible, like he had this core of like true, he wanted to be a true knight. Yeah. It was his dream. Well, I mean, and, and, and like we, I mentioned something earlier about like the idea of like relapsing. Like, so, so I get that. Like I, I, in a way, like I'm, I, but at the same time, like I, I cannot believe that Jamie's story in the books is going to end with him running back to Cersei and dying under a pile of rubble in an otherwise clear room. Homing missile bricks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and also, like, honestly, like, as somebody, like, like, if you know anything about abusive relationships, like, the fact that they romanticized that was disgusting to me. Yes, yes, Disgusting. Yes, yes. I still think he's going to strike. Okay. Five minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Back. Back. One thing that I noticed with Jerm, with Jamie and his relationship with Cersei was he was very codependent. He 
he thought that he could fix Cersei. And I really did not like the fact that they hindered to the fans by having him have a little short fling with Bran and then just run off to King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with him having his death with Cersei was very symbolic of the whole relationship with Cersei together in the womb, together in death. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know when you go and you're fighting literally against death, you're fighting the army of the dead on the side of life, and then you turn around and say, you know what, life doesn't actually matter that much. Only Cersei matters. You know, that's a, a full swing. Okay, um, I was not a fan of Jamie, but I will say this: I feel like Jamie and the whole Jamie and Brienne thing. It, at least to me, it seemed like he thought he didn't deserve. He didn't deserve that life. He deserved Cersei. He created, he was part of the responsibility. He was perfectly responsible for creating Cersei, being who she was. Um, but the other thing that really bothered me about Jimmy is step 10 feet to the left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we were we definitely talked about that. I think in the final season panel where it's like, come on, like Tyrion goes in and clears out all those bricks, and there's like, wait a minute, there's a pile of bricks that Tyrion's clearing, but like two feet away, it's like absolutely clean floor space. <laughs> well, and their bodies are absolutely clean underneath too. Oh, sorry, one of them had a bloody nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we're, we're running out of time so, yeah, we so I think we need to we need to call it on Jamie but also like real, I want to do like a like a speed round lightning round characters. Yeah, so yeah. we won't be able to really take questions or anything but we'll just name some characters and we'll uh, nail it or fail it yeah let's do it so Jamie nailed it or failed it nailed it anybody Fa- failed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I heard one earlier so I want to do this one Arya nailed it yeah. nailed it okay failed it anybody Okay, there's, some, there's a few. Yeah, it's a little bit. Actually, uh, actually that's more than a few. I think I, that's I, like a 20 percent Yeah, that was statistically significant. I want to do two, <laughs> two quick small council picks. Uh, Braun. <laughs> Nailed it. More, more brothels. <laughs> Failed it. <laughs> I love and now uh, Davos as master of ships. Davos yeah. is everything. Davos sure. Hunky Davos. <laughs> and, uh, uh, failed it. Good. Cersei <laughs> and Bran. Bran, yeah, Bran. Nailed it. Bran. Oh, okay, there's another, there's another one where it's hard Failed to... It, everybody. Yeah. Well, they ignored him for several seasons. Like, yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, Samwell Tarly. Nailed it. Yeah, I'll go, nailed I'll go, it. I'll go nailed it. I'll go nailed it. Yeah. We're getting, like, dispassionate nailed it. Oh, oh, oh. Like, nailed it gently. Podrick. <laughs> Podrick Payne. I mean, nailed it. He's become a Gary Stew, but he's just so yeah. sweet. Did we, did we vote on Cersei? No. Cersei? Uh, Cer- Cersei. Nailed it. Failed it. Nailed it. I'm, I'm, failed I'm, it. Failed it. Yeah, okay. Failed it. Won that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Sansa. Oh, Sansa. you know what? Uh, Melisandre. Oh, yeah. Melisandre. Oh, Melisandre. Oh, uh, nailed it. I, I think her disappearance was a little yeah. bit odd, yeah. but other than that, I think they nailed it. She had a full it. arc. Yeah, uh, yeah she did. Uh, failed it for Melisandre? Okay. This yeah. guy's, so this guy's just a dissenter. He's been raising his opposite hand. <laughs> I, I, think, I think she got a heck of a send off. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say, okay, okay. She brought up a divisive one that can get some, get some little argument here. So Sansa Stark. 
I hate how they got her there, but I, mean, I was going to say, well, I was say filled it because of the way they got. Yeah, actually, I don't know how the ending. If we have to include every part of her arc, yeah, that's uh, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Season season eight Sansa alone was definitely a nailed it, it. I think. Well, except for me, except for Tyrion. I think we talked about less. Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion nailed it. Failed it. And failed it. Yeah. Hey, what was that thing called? A morally gray character? I don't know. What is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. I know is. the House of Black and White. Varys. <laughs> we should ask good Varys. Varys. That's a good one. Varys. He's also very smart. Varys. So yeah, who Varys. nailed it for Varys? Oh. I, I think yeah, he Failed it. Okay, what is Conrad Hill, Hill also has his hand up for failed it. <laughs> <laughs> the Hound. Ooh. The Hound. The Hound. Uh, nailed it. Click Game Ball. I mean, Clegane Bowl was lame AF, Failed but it. I still Failed think. It like, if, if, if Clegane Bowl in the oh. books is them fighting on some stairs at the Red Keep, I'm going to cry. And, uh, but there's fire, though. Yeah. Miss Sunday. We're just going to go straight to the Failed It for this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, guess Grey Worm would go the same way, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They had to make it a love story. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 here's one. He, he's dead. Jorah Mormont. Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Uh, okay. Gendry Rivers, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was not from and never lived in the Riverlands. <laughs> I still can't believe they did. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, Gendry, real quick, uh, nailed it. Failed it. I think Gendry was, Gendry was fine. Yeah, and uh, Liana Mormont. Oh. Yeah. Ten, ten hands. Ten pair paws. Wait, did, did I? And, and I know I, I showed up a little late. Did I miss Brienne? No. Oh. So real, so real many. quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Real quick, that like one last thought. Brienne, like in the books, like she doesn't kill anybody until like partway through Feast for Crows. So I was real, like, failed it on Brienne for a while with this show. But my God, this last season, it, her ending as Lord Commander of the King's Garden writing in the White Book, I just... Well, I my heart... Right. never explained unless you read the... the well, yeah, yeah. So Brienne uh, nailed it. Yeah, failed it. Anybody on Brienne? <laughs> I think they could have gotten her there better. I, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I just this this uh, this last season. Yeah, yeah we're nailing her failing. So um, all right, well, that's time for everybody. Thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, more throne games in the future in written form. Yes. And rate us in on the app, form. please. Rate us on the app. And ask for a bigger room. Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out my website, ageeksaga.com, or consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com backslash ageeksaga.